0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil B. About, and today I wanted to talk to everyone about our editing process. So these kind of tips and just like our workflow and that kind of stuff is going to be pretty universal across the board. You know, we obviously edit everything in DaVinci. We started in Final Cut. Uh, we've never really dabbled in Premiere to be honest, it was just too it was cost prohibitive to pay per month for something. Just seemed a little outlandish to us, but that's beside the point. Uh, so I wanted to make a just a quick podcast and just kind of walk through how we edit a highlight film from start to finish, and just the way that we work, you know, on it. How we kind of go through it, and just how we view each separate piece. So I am a very like process driven type of person. That's mainly because of my background and that kind of stuff. It just gets beat into you nuclear and that can, so I I have a very like strict way of doing things, especially when it comes to like repetitive tasks, like a highlight film. Everybody's getting a highlight film. So I edit them pretty much the same way. Uh, We, I do think I've gotten it down to a really good, little system. So I just I want to kind of chat about that with everybody. If you're in Final Cut, if you're in Premiere, and if you're in DaVinci. We always start off by having the couple with their own folder inside of our external hard drive. Couples got their own folder that's broken down into video and audio. Um, You know, once we select music, there'll be a folder that says music. When we have the final films, there'll be a folder that says final films. If we are doing things like round tripping with Pluralize or something like that, if we're, you know, syncing audio with Pluralize, Pluralize will have its own folder. So everything's just kind of organized inside of that Folder inside of our hard drive. So literally, you go, you know, obviously our company name is Be About Exposure. Be About Exposure. So you click on Be About Exposure, you click on Weddings, click on 2021, and then you would click on the couple's name. So that's kind of like our directory of how we have everything broken down. So if we were doing corporate work or something like that, you know, we would have it in a different folder. It wouldn't be in Weddings, it wouldn't be in corporate. What I always do is I will create a DaVinci database, like that DBQ, I'll create a new DBQ file in that folder. So everything is always together. So that project will be its own standalone piece inside of that folder. It'll have its own database. I did the same thing in Final Cut. I would always create a new library And that library would be located in that folder. So everything is always together. So I'm not using one library or one database that has got 4,500 projects in it. The couple's files all live in one spot. And then that couple would have their own library, if that makes sense. Like everything was kind of organized into that. So once you've got your database, your library created, you know, you obviously import your media. So I will go in and I'll create the bins in final cut it's folders, but I'll go in and I'll create the bins. I'll create um, all of the bins. As a matter of fact, I know I just said I'd create the ceremony and the toast bin first, but I'll create all of them. So I'll create a bin for the ceremony, the toasts, B roll, bride prep, groom prep, first dance, first look, letter readings, um, anything that's, you know, reception footage, you know, anything that's kind of associated with, with the wedding day, cake cutting, that kind of stuff. I'll make a bin for all of that. I do the same thing with Final Cut. I would make a folder for all of that. And then, um, even after I create the bins, I'll dump a handful of things into the ceremony bin and the toast bin. And the reason being is because I like to sync all the audio from the ceremony, the toasts, anything that I'm going to be pulling for that like narrative story for the day all sync right off the bat. So for us, you know, I'll just dump everything into pluralize uh, and then just bring it back in. So I'll just, I'll take the footage, drop it into drop everything into pluralize, you know, sync it and then just drop it back into my timeline. And I'll just create like a ceremony timeline, a ceremony project. And then I'll have a um, toast project. Uh, if there was, Letter readings—you don't really need to create one because there's really only one source of audio, so you don't—you know, there's not a whole lot of stuff that you need to do for that. So you don't need to be all crazy with Pluralize or anything like that. I just like Pluralize, especially for the ceremony, because I'm using multiple sources of audio, multiple cameras. Some cameras are shooting in mixed frame rates, so it just—it just makes life easier with Pluralize. So creating the bins syncing the audio from the ceremony and the toasts takes me about an hour. Okay. Once that's done, then I will organize all of the footage into the bins. So I'll take all of the reception footage and put it in the reception folder, all the bride prep footage, put it in the bride trip, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like I'll, I'll take all of that. And then I will also select the music at that point. That takes me about an hour. And I know some of you right now are saying, so I'm, I literally on my last edit, uh, it was a 10 minute film and I recorded all of my times for everything. So that's where all of this is coming from. So some of you are probably saying, what do you mean? It takes you an hour to organize all of your footage and select music. It's because I'm a very cut and dry person and I wholeheartedly believe in the 80, 20 rule. Once you pass that 80% mark, the last 20% is going to take you three times longer than the other 80. So when I find music that I think matches the couple, I just don't hesitate. I'm like, all right, I like that song. Let's go forward with it. And that's it. I don't, uh, spend, you know, eight to 10 hours going through music bed and that kind of stuff. Like I'm very, I like this one. And then that's the song that I go with. So it takes me about an hour to organize everything into the bins and select the couple's music. Now, in defense, this last couple, uh, they had a song that they wanted to use in their video, so they gave it to us, uh, which that song's on MusicBed, so it wasn't that big a deal. And uh, so I picked the other two songs during that hour. And then the next video that we're doing, her brother is a composer, so he actually wrote and you know, did their music so that that's going to be really you know easy for us because he did like a four and a half minute long uh, song for them. So, so there's two hours right there. So I'm not really sure why, but I worked for 45 minutes on the next piece and I was able to finish the first minute of the highlight film. So when I say the first minute, it is literally selecting the clips that I you know, using in that time, and then cutting them to the beat of the music, uh, their, you know, ish, like trying to get everything uh, kind of set up for that. So it, I don't know if that made sense. Like it's just, it's the first minute. I'm not, you know, grading audio. I'm not color grading. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm literally getting the clips for that first minute laid out and then just cut to the beat of the music. So I hadn't put any transitions in. There was no cross dissolves or anything at that point. There were no light leaks or anything like that. It was all just really the tra- the, the clips just laid down. So there was the first minute. Then the next go around, I worked for two hours, and I was able to do um, all of bride prep, all of groom prep, I synced all of the audio for their letter reading because they read letters, you know, kind of in private to each other. Um, And then I laid that out on the timeline. And then I did all of the ceremony decor. So it was ready to start the ceremony by the time I was done. So in that two hours, I did bride prep, groom prep, synced all the audio, selected the audio that I wanted to use as the a roll and then, you know, got everything caught up to where um, it was going to be the bridesmaids coming down the aisle at that point. So that that's pretty much where I stopped at that stage. Next, it took me about an hour to finish the ceremony. So I went through now, mind you, I'd already synced the audio for the ceremony and the toasts. So I just worked through the ceremony piece itself, selected the parts of the ceremony that I wanted laid that down on the timeline and then put B roll over top of it. Okay. That took about an hour. Then I did, it took me about the next two hours. I laid out all the toast dialogue. I then finished all of the ceremony B roll. And then I started the reception and I had made it through the first dance and The Parent Dances. So that at that point, out of a 10-minute film, there was only about one minute left. So I've done nine minutes-ish worth of the film up to that point. Then uh, it took me about an hour to finish the rest of the initial cut. So mind you, this is that first cut. So again, I'm not doing any sound design. I haven't... Um, you know, done anything crazy with, um, color grading or color correcting or, uh, you know, any type of transitions that, that kind of stuff like this is just mainly this first rough cut. So that took roughly one, two, four, took about eight hours. So in that first eight hours, I had everything organized, everything synced, uh, and then the first like full blown you know cut of the film done. So then I, uh, it took me about another hour to get through that last minute, and then I kind of did some little touch up stuff here and there. Then it took me about two hours. To go through and do all of the audio, and then I started to really touch up the video. So during that two-hour time frame, I got all the audio done. Uh, and when I say get it done, I I also mean like I've added in you know happy bird sounds, I've added in ocean sound effects, people laughing, crowd walla. You know, I've done the the sound design. You know, for the film during that two hours, including mastering, quote unquote, the audio from the officiant's love, the audio from the groom's love, the audio from the toasts, that kind of stuff. Uh, And then I finished up the last touches on the video. So as I'm going through and doing the audio, I'll look at some stuff and be like, oh, you know, like that shot should pull in more or, you know, this shot should be stabilized or, you know, this shot like a light leak would look really good right here or a cross dissolve would look really good right here. And that's kind of how that goes. So that's your first 10 hours. So by the time that 10 hours is done, the video is all done except for color correction and color grading. And for a 10 minute film that took me four hours. So the last four hours of the film is just Color grading and color correcting. So, all in all, for me to do a 10 minute highlight film, it's 14 hours and 45 minutes. And that's from start to finish. That's from creating, you know, the libraries or, you know, the database all the way through, you know, getting ready to click export. Like it's done. And ready to be exported. And we will be right back. Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training, good specialized training, something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college; I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. Marka Walbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their Top 10 Secrets to Achieving Cinematic Shots, And see what Full Time Filmmaker can do for you. We did it, and it propelled our business. Now, one thing that I do during the entire process is when I get to certain steps, like that initial cut being done, uh, I will export the video in 720 in like low res because myself, like many other people, like my computer will struggle to start playing this back at some point. So it gets easier for me to just export it in 720 and watch it. And then I'll watch it. And then as I notice things with different clips, I'll just pause it and be like, okay, you know, three minutes and 32 seconds. And I'll go to wherever that clip is. And then I'll fix that thing that I had seen. And, you know, I'll do that again. Once all the audio was done, because then I can watch everything in real time with the audio and make sure that everything is really synced up that, you know, the clips make sense. And, uh, you know, I actually noticed on this one specifically that when I did export it with the audio for, I must've bumped something that shifted the audio from the video. So when they were talking, it was, they looked like a really bad dub so I went in and fixed that and that kind of stuff. But I wouldn't have caught that if I wouldn't have exported it in just low res, watched it, you know. And for me to export it in low res in DaVinci, it's seven twenty. I want to say it took like eight minutes. So it's it's not you know we're not you know doing I'm not exporting a four K file you know I'm doing just seven twenty NTSC like that's you know I don't care really about the quality I'm just. I'm watching it so I could catch, you know, mistakes and that kind of stuff. And then obviously once the once I'm done color grading it and, you know, that kind of stuff, I'll export it in, you know, we typically export all of our films in 1080. Um so, I'll just I'll export it in 1080 and then watch it again and by that point the only thing that I should be noticing is like weird colors and if I need to go in and fix anything, I will. But we also use two monitors. So I have a uh, 27-inch LG 4K monitor, and then obviously my MacBook Pro 2019's uh, just Retina display. So what I do is I set DaVinci on the 27-inch monitor, and then you can go into Workspace and select Video Clean Feed, and then I'll have that on the MacBook Pro's display. So the only thing you see on that display is the video feed itself. So as you're doing color grading and that kind of stuff, you can see what it's going to look like on a retina display. You can see how it's going to look like in regular 4k, you know, on the other monitor and that kind of stuff. So that, that really helps color wise, because if it looks funky on the Mac, it's going to look funky on everybody's cell phones and that kind of stuff. So it's a really good baseline. So you can, I'm pretty sure you can do that with any uh, system. And if you are operating off of a Mac and you're like, I don't have two monitors, but you have an iPad, you can always do sidecar and you can just send that clean feed to the tablet to where you have that clean feed sit next to you in the tablet. And then your workspace is in, you know, on your laptop. So the only thing you see in the tablet is the video, which is, it comes in really handy. Um, so one thing that I think that we're going to try switching to is we're going to change up our process a little bit. Cause you guys have always heard me talk about continuous process improvement and that kind of stuff. And this really gave me good insight for me personally, uh, on, you know, what, like what, where can I do better? And what I would like to start doing is at the beginning Once everything is organized into the bins and synced and I have music and that kind of stuff, what I'm going to start doing is listening through the toasts, the letter readings, uh, you know, if we're doing the little video messages, the ceremony, I'm going to pull all that audio first. I'm going to select those clips that I like and that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to lay that across your A-roll on the timeline. And then that'll be the base. And then at that point, I'll just be doing B-roll, everything over top of it. And I think that that might speed this up a little bit because I noticed that, you know, at different, there was like different bottlenecks when I would get to the ceremony part. Cause now I'm like fishing through the ceremony and like trying to figure out what works and what didn't work. And then I found pieces that I liked so I would like move them to like the front of the film and move it to the back. You know, it, I, it just seems like it it's, would be exponentially easier to have that A-roll already done and laid out before you started dropping in stuff like bride prep, groom prep, those kind of things. That way you're just, you're forming that narrative first and then you're placing all of uh, the B-roll clips to assist with the story afterwards. So we're I'm going to give that a whirl the next go around. Uh, Also, if you listen to a couple of our podcasts by now, you know, I talk about how we have like a really dedicated work schedule. Um, And one of the reasons why I do is that so I don't get burnt out with doing things. So this took 14 hours and 45 minutes. But if you divide that up, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays is when I am editing. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning is all editing, you know, for highlight films. It's not, um, it's not for editing anything else. It's only for editing couples films. So you figure if you just say that you were slacking and you were only working three hours each morning, you're looking at what? Five days. So Tuesday, thir- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're done with the 10-minute film with kind of how I had mine broken out. So you shoot a wedding on Saturday, offload all the footage, say either Saturday night or Sunday morning, and then you start working on it on Tuesday. You're done with it by the following Wednesday, and that was for a 10-minute film. So I didn't record, I did 10 minutes on purpose because that's our longest film. So I wanted to see how long our longest film would take me to do. Um, so you figure if you're doing a five minute or a six minute film, you should be, able, I'm, I'm assuming that I would have it done in say 10 hours instead of uh, 14. So then you, you take that down to like three and a half days or three days even. So if you if you get a good solid process in place, you should be able to start burning through films without working on films 24 hours a day. Like I would highly discourage that. You know, I don't even think it's good to work on a film 8 hours a day. Like I don't I don't think that's good either because you're going to burn yourself out. So break up the way that you do it. I personally like doing it Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Like right now I'm filming this on a Monday afternoon. So the only editing that I did today was for an Instagram post tomorrow. And that took me 30 minutes. And the rest has just been admin stuff today. But then tomorrow, tomorrow morning, which will be a Tuesday, I jump right back into editing couples videos. And the object is, is that I'm knocking. I want to every two weeks, I want to be knocking a video out right now. So finish up the one that I'm working on now by the end of this week, and then Tuesday of next week be starting on a new film and have that done, you know, by the end of the following week and just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And then, you know, you have the afternoon to work on other stuff, handle emails, handle inquiries, you know, those kind of things. So just something to think about. So this is, for us, it took 14 hours and 45 minutes of me just editing that film. And then I you know, I do want to point out though that I also don't get like super wrapped around the axle on certain things like music selection. This is just a personal thing with me. I don't I I'm I'm very adamant about time as money. And if I can create a product that a couple is going to love in 14 hours and 45 minutes, and I can and if, but if I were to spend 10 hours selecting music, and they still love it, what's the difference? So that, that would be my pushback to that. The only difference is you spent more time selecting music. And in the long run, you're making less money because of it. So as you work more, your hourly rate decreases because you've charged somebody a fixed price. If you work less, your hourly rate goes up, et cetera. It's just economics. So just something to think about. Like there, there are certain things that I listen to, you know, people talk about that really hamper you in the, in the long run. So my two cents. That's how we, that's kind of like how we have our stuff broken down. Um, and that's, I, I think that it, for us, it works. For us, it, it just seems once everything is in the bins, you know, I know that the first 30 to 45 seconds of a film is going to really be what's a, what's grabbing the attention of the person viewing it and like portraits. And then it's going to go into a more linear edit of bride prep, groom prep, first look, ceremony, you know, first dance. Parent dances, reception dances, you know, toasts, that kind of stuff. Like it's all going to be pretty linear at that stage. So when you have everything organized into a folder or a bin and you're like, okay, time for bride prep, you just open up that folder and there you go. You got 47 clips in there that you're just, you know, cutting to the right beat and making sure it makes sense and that kind of stuff. And okay, groom prep. And then you just keep trudging along through it. It's tossing some establishing shots, you know, going to that drone folder grab some drone shots, drop them down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's kind of how we have everything laid out and that's kind of our process. So I don't Yeah, that's just our process. I don't know where else to go with that. So if you like this, you know, be sure to like and subscribe um Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you, you know, you're following us on our podcast. Don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Videography for Beginners. I hope everybody is staying safe and healthy, and we will talk to everyone next week. All right, out. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.